Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, um, we got some news to discuss today. I was worried because when I was looking at the wire yesterday, I'm like, I, I thought about messaging Frank, like, hey man, don't bother. This week we got nothing to discuss, but uh, but fortunately for us, we do with our uh, headliner today, as a matter of fact. Headliner brought to you each day by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We bring aboard, as we do once a week, from Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravalli for the horses, Horse Racing Alberta, reminds the Canadian Derby goes this Saturday, August 26th, Century Mile. Go get your tickets and more info available at thehorses.com. We go to Frank Saravalli. Brent, <laughs> you are on with Brendan and Cam. Frank, how are you doing today? A lot better than I, me, I bet. <laughs> I'm pretty good, boys. How are you doing? We're doing great here. Appreciate you spending some time with us today. And, uh, hey, we got uh, we got some news there out of South Florida. We are gushing a little bit over Brandon Hagel, the player, and obviously so too was Tampa's front office because they reward him, Frank, with eight years at $6.5 per. Yeah, it's a significant deal for Brandon Hagel. Look, this guy's a sixth-round pick that – um, really kind of burst onto the scene a couple of years ago in Chicago. And I think a lot of people were stunned at the time that the trade went down. You know, you see multiple first round picks moving the other direction for Brandon Hagel. And a lot of people are saying he's got good numbers in Chicago, but can he do that somewhere else if he wasn't playing with top end talent? And the answer to that is yes, a 64-point season last year, a 30-30 guy, and someone that now is in possession of a contract that'll pay him $52 million over the following eight seasons. So it's a big deal for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's also part of their trend, Brendan, to try and get these guys locked up uh, as long as they can. And that may feel like a high price to pay right now, but for someone who turns 25 uh, later this week, to get him through age 33, 34 at six and a half million bucks, the cap is gonna be increasing in such a significant way that that's really gonna be a bargain deal at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it will be too, Frank, that the fact that he is, uh, as young as he is and have it coming off a, as good a season as he did, which to me, it's, it's not overly surprising. He's totally trending in that direction. Yeah, I, Do you think... But Cam, you, you would have seen him oh, in, yeah. in Red Deer, right? Like I did. Wh- did, you, did you see this coming? 
Yeah, and and it took a while to get there. Like like you said, he was a sixth round pick of, of Buffalo, but he went unsigned. And Buffalo mm-hmm. didn't sign him after his 19 year old year. He comes back as a 20 and seemed to be. And I was saying to Brendan earlier, super motivated in that 20 year old year, and got signed by Chicago uh, before Christmas of that season. It, but it was his work ethic to me that was his greatest asset. Because he did have skills, so you can play him up in the lineup. But because he worked so hard, he allowed him it allowed allowed him opportunity. Uh, and and you could play him just about anywhere. So he's he has you know got in there. He has definitely grinded it his, his way through after a little bit of time in the American League. But uh, for for Tampa to step up at this point, and I'm sure from for some that don't see Tampa play all the time, they might say it, it's it's a lot of money and a lot of term. But because he's as young as he is, I don't think it's that big a leap of faith. But how important is it for these teams, like NHL teams, that if you can get a guy like this at that age and get him for that term, uh, how important is it for him to get these deals done? Well, honestly, for the spot that Tampa was in prior to this, uh, with how tight they were to the cap, That was actually a real big reason why they made the trade with Chicago when they did to get Brandon Hagel for two more years at 1.5. And, you know, you you have last season, again, 31 goals, 64 points. To do that at a million and a half is incredible and now has one more season at a million and a half. So I'm sure when he signed his deal uh, coming off the entry-level contract, he was probably thrilled to get three years and four and a half given his backstory and where he's been. To now sign for 52 million bucks today is such a dream come true for him. And I feel like I need to – Brendan, I need you to get me this clip and just send it to me because – I was on the ice for four hours this morning with my 9U team. It's our training camp this week. And I I played them some videos uh, during our film session. And the point of it was hard work and work ethic beats talent every single time. So you you don't have to be the best player, but if you come and show up and work every day, you've got a shot. I will absolutely capture this yeah. and send it your way. And and, and honestly, Frank Hagel's not the only guy that fits that bill. Tampa is essentially structured with a bunch of guys like that now. Nick Paul, Anthony Sorelli, uh, Tanner Genot, you know, like Josh Archibald is signed with them, and obviously that's a lesser impact player. But you know, the, Logan Brown's another example. These are guys that Tampa is capitalizing on. And when you look at how they've distributed all the money amongst their salary cap, they're they're in a pretty good spot now. And and moving forward, I mean, Steven Stamkos comes off the books uh, next year when that contract starts. He's only at $8.5 million anyway, but he'll be, what, 34, turning 35 when that deal comes into effect. So it doesn't look like they're going to have to really extend themselves cap-wise, Frank, at any point in the future. They've got Kucherov locked up. They've got Point locked up. Now Hagel and uh, Sergachev on the back end at 8.5. I mean, they're all at really reasonable-ish cap prices. Well, and the reason for that is because it's a winning formula. If you identify players that you believe in and, and you think have future with your team, sign them for as long as you can at an AAV that you feel comfortable with because if you can deal with it now, three years, five years from now, provided, God forbid, that we don't have another pandemic or anything unforeseen that happens, and you're going to be laughing every time 
because the way the cap should get back to increasing all of a sudden a deal that you know might be a lot more than six and a half percent or you know you look at the deal that hagel signed today it's 7.78 percent of the cap in a couple years time three years it's going to be six and a half and in five years it's going to be four and a half it's it's just going to continue to decrease and it's going to make a lot of sense oh brendan and i were saying earlier that the uh you know, given those parameters, that some of the the Euler deals don't look they look pretty good in comparison, like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a Zach Hyman, that kind of thing. Well, how many? Think about Leon Drysaitel. How many people yeah. were complaining, uh, you know, at the first the onset of the deal, saying that, you know, the Oilers were going to be in a tough spot at eight and a half million bucks for Drysaitel. That's you, true. You remember the time frame, right? <laughs> it was the Pasternak deal that happened, and people were going. Eight and a half million, that's crazy. <laughs> and that contract has been an absolute laugher for the Oilers since then. It, it's interesting, you know, like people texting us here, hardworking players that play above their talent. But, you know, that's are you playing above your talent or have you just grown into, you know, a different role and somebody's going to value it differently? And it's, I, I really. I'm sorry, you don't score 30 goals and 65 points in the NHL by accident. That, and when you look at Hagel's stat line from this year, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, a 30 goal season. You just don't crap that out anymore. He scored at every level, you know, all the way up. It's not like that skill just came out of nowhere. He's always had that, but you combine it with the work ethic, and now you have a winning formula. So speaking of the winning formula, I actually have uh, just a little tidbit to pass along. I, I believe the Oilers are closing in on a deal or are pretty close, have made significant progress with Evan Bouchard. And it's not going to be part of that formula, I don't think, that is sign this guy to as long a term deal as you can. We do expect it to be a bridge deal and we do expect it to be just south of four million bucks a year. But did want to share, um, because this is Oilers now, that it seems like there's been some significant progress. And I don't I don't think it's across the finish line yet, but I think it's pretty close. And I would say that the best way to explain it or describe it to this point is substantially complete. I guess my, my nice. question for that, I really appreciate you sharing yes. that with us. Um, it, are they waiting on anybody left? I know sometimes the camps will look for a sort of a precedent to be set before they jump in, but we've seen that uh, with some of the other deals that have been signed, whether it's Keandre Miller or what have you this offseason. Bowen Byram. Exactly. So, you know, what left could they potentially be waiting for, uh, but for, I guess, closing up the gap on some of the numbers? Yeah, and I think that was my big question is, I think it's done, but I, or close to being done, but they haven't announced it, and I don't know that they've quite put pen to paper yet. But that's that's really why I wanted to share because I was poking around in the last day or two, knowing that we'd be chatting, and I figured at some point it might come up. And my sense is that it's very close, but for whatever reason, the two sides haven't formally or finalized it yet. But I think it's 
it's in good shape and and there are no concerns there so i guess the the deadline the soft deadline at this point theoretically because he doesn't have the arbitration rights that's a, a non-starter um but if he doesn't sign you know for those who don't know he just wouldn't be showing up at training camp and they'd be trying Correct. to get it done before the start of the season okay yeah yeah so i don't think there's been a real rush but i personally was surprised given that the arbitration case uh, for McLeod was wrapped up that at this point we're August 22nd, you know, we're getting closer to uh, camps opening. Players are going to be filing into Edmonton. I was just talking to someone out east. They're wrapping up some of their, you know, pro skates that they have. Guys are beginning to start to travel. And to see that Evan Bouchard was not signed, I, you know, certainly had raised an eyebrow given that, it's more or less pretty cut and dry, I would think, in terms of uh, there's only so much money left to go around. True. Are you hearing one or two years? I believe it's going to be two. Okay. That is excellent. That is excellent. Chatting with uh, Frank Saravalli for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Remember, the Canadian Derby goes this Saturday, August 26th at Century Mile. Tickets and information at thehorses.com. Out of Montreal, seems like Logan Malu has been cleared by the NHL now to return. Is that correct, Frank? I don't know the proper phrasing of it and, and what it would be. I, I think maybe it's more so that the Montreal Canadiens are are ready to, I guess, welcome Logan Mayu back into the fold. Um, it perhaps, uh, I don't know if there was really any question to begin with. It's a really difficult story to parse out and not going to be able to do it in 30 seconds or a minute, but I had written the story uh, and done a lot of the reporting on Logan Mayu before the draft that year when the Canadians did end up taking him with the last pick in the first round, much to everyone's surprise because a bunch of teams had put him, put Mayu on their no draft list uh, because of an incident that he had overseas. Um, he's apparently done the work to, to rehab himself and his image. Um, obviously a, a talented player through the London Knights organization uh, that has, you know, done the time, so to speak, and is now ready to, um, you know, become a pro hockey player. So uh, seems like there are no issues on that front. Uh, tis the season of PTOs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they, this is when they all seem to come around. And what was it yesterday? It was Alex Chase on to Boston. Yeah. Mr. PTO. Uh, Mr. PTO, <laughs> exactly. What are you hearing? Uh, it's not else? exactly the nickname you want to have. I mean, no. it's kind of amazing that he's been able to grind out contracts and is not afraid to go into camp under that situation. But it's it's certainly kind of a long way from, like, Mr. Game 7. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to give him credit. It's impressive what he's done. It's He's one of those guys that every year, I think, wherever he ends up stopping, and he's now 32, he turns 33 before the season starts. And, you know, last year for the first time, he had spent a chunk of time uh, in the American Hockey League. But whether it's been in Van or obviously in Edmonton, he came out that one year with the 22-goal season. But he, he, for whatever reason, it seems like he very quietly gets to double-digit goals. Even in 20 games last year at the Wings, he had six. He, he somehow manages to get to a respectable total, and he's sort of like the classic 
at least these last few years, the classic quadruple A player where he's, you know, too good to be in the minors, uh, not quite good enough to earn a full-time spot, uh, at least without having to prove himself every year. And he's, uh, he's still grinded out a career with, you know, ten and a half million bucks in earnings. So good on him. Uh, last question from me for Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff for our friends at the Horses. Uh, we were talking yesterday, Frank. Uh, if I give you a camera and a, and a documentary crew, what is the story, the sports story that you would want to tell? Like we've got some. First of all, we've got a lot of time right now because there hasn't been a ton of hockey news <laughs> over the last while. But there's just such a, a bevy of options when it comes to sports docs and that sort of thing. And I've really been fascinated by a few of them lately. So I wondered uh, for you, what uh, what story would you want to? tell it's interesting i did watch that johnny manzel one on netflix recently and i thought that was pretty well done uh, although it it also felt like there was perhaps more to tell in that story too like why did if you if you saw it why did the cleveland browns end up taking him anyway it just seems like anyone who had done their homework would have been able to see that this is a guy who's not anywhere near mature enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and someone willing to put in the time, you know, I, I don't, nothing really jumps off the top of my head, but from a hockey perspective, and I was thinking about this a few weeks ago, the NHL is going to uh, Australia in just about a month's time. And I, uh, first off, I'm fascinated to see what that's going to be like. They're playing in the tennis stadium there. Uh, in Melbourne and I'd love to see what the reaction is like like what do Australians know about hockey and it's almost like low-hanging fruit of like doing a bunch of streeter interviews where you're interviewing random fans as they're walking into the stadium how much do they know are you going to be explaining face-offs and icing in the building like what is the environment going to be like I would love to go and just attach a GoPro to my head and and engage in conversation and and uh and have some fun because i think you could you know some inadvertent comedy gold but i also think there's more like you've got to continue to spread the gospel of the game if you want it to grow and so people kind of laugh hockey in australia but if you don't go there's never going to be anything and and we have listeners i know certainly to reed's post game show that call in from australia and that's you know it's obviously an incredible sign of how wide-reaching the fan base is but it's uh, there's got to be at least a smattering of aussies that know a little bit about hockey i love that idea frank but are there seventeen thousand aussies that know <laughs> about hockey probably and not. are they all going to be in melbourne i i just hockey down under is fascinating that would be i would if you put together an hour documentary of that trip or behind the scenes, I would watch that. Might depend on the beer prices. <laughs> that may point. influence it. I don't know. I only I have one really good friend who's an Aussie, and friends don't let friends drink with him. So okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Frank, that was great, man. Appreciate the news nugget on Boosh, and uh, enjoy the the next week or so until we connect again. Okay. Yeah, getting closer, guys. Have a good one. All right, thanks. That is our uh, Daily Face-Offs, Frank Saravalli. For the horses, I'll remind you one more time here. It is Canadian Derby Week. Goes this Saturday, the 26th at Century Mile. You can get your tickets and a little more info if you need it at thehorses.com. Time for a quick timeout here on Oilers Now. Brendan and Cam back with your texts in a moment. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, we just heard from Frank Saravalli dropping news-ish on Evan Bouchard. Sounds like a deal is close to being consummated, which we all had hoped would be the case, and it will... Uh, as we joked about, there's only so many dollars and cents to go around. So I would wager a guess two years, $3.9 million. Yeah, somewhere th- in there. I think that's what they can afford. I'm pretty sure maybe 3.85. I don't know. When you're negotiating down to the 50 or or $100,000, um, you're close, <laughs> certainly. Yeah. So maybe in the next uh, couple of days or, or by next week, we've got some news on that front, Edmonton-wise. Uh, it sounds like there's nothing really brewing uh, PTO front for Edmonton as of yet either. That's uh, kind of my understanding for the time being. And they're going to bring somebody else in without a doubt. I, I have to look at the list of guys that would qualify for such a thing. But, I mean, maybe you can let us know. 780-496-0063. Who are you bringing in on a professional tryout offer? There's going to be a whole swath of like veteran. Think about guys that are only 30, 31 years old are now being brought in on these. It's not like your 35-year-old journeyman kind of a thing. It It's shifting a little bit as the league bit. gets younger. But just the Brandon Sutter one right now as far as the PTOs. Yes, which yeah. we it's been widely reported and rumored, and et cetera, et cetera, though has not been officially announced by the team. It's on cap friendly. I saw it on cap friendly. <laughs> I saw the bot tweeted it out, and then I, I was trying to do so a little I, digging, and I'm like, no, I don't know. That's usually pretty reliable. Listen, if, if the cap friendly bot knows, then we'll consider it, we'll consider it official. I guess um, we are going to open up the phone lines here seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That is the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Don't miss Brett Michaels live at the River Cree Saturday, September sixteenth. Get your tickets. It's now at RiverCreeResort.com. River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We'll delve into that. We've got John Shannon coming up in our number two as well. And uh, yeah, lots of time for you here. So that's right. Let us know. We're going to, over this break, open up a list who we could see potentially go anywhere, I guess, on a PTO. I'd invite you to do the same if you're near a desktop or your cell phone and weigh in. We'll talk about this when we come back. It's Brendan Escott, Cam Moon with you on Oilers Now. Randy's next.